Hey guys, it's me, but we're not going to get into the episode just yet because I want to introduce today's sponsor, and that is Anchor. Anchor is what I use to upload and distribute my podcast on platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, but you can also use it to record and edit an episode right from your computer or phone for free. You can also use it to make money from your podcast without a minimum listenership. All you need to get started on your podcast is all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you soon. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Bonnet Talks with your host, Ama Apia. In today's episode, I sit down with my friend, Aminta Scott, also known as Minty, to reminisce about our struggles as STEM majors on the pre-medical track during our undergraduate careers. Minty reflects on her unconventional path to medical school, trusting and investing in yourself to achieve your goals, and the importance of appreciating the journey over doing the quote-unquote right thing. We discuss everything from recognizing our mistakes in college to having the gap year talk with our parents. This is something that is always a hot topic among students, and it's definitely applicable to many life choices made in your 20s beyond school. I love sitting down to chat with Minty. I love catching up with her. Minty and I have been through it all together, from when I was getting 46s on my chem exams to when I decided that medical school might not be the right move for me. Minty, on the other hand, continued down the road to medical school, and she talks about the time she second-guessed herself, came to the realization that med school was indeed her dream, and the master's program that she recently completed... Ah! to help her get there. So congrats to Minty on completing her master's program. We're also proud of you. And I know that your story is really going to be really, really relatable to a lot of our listeners out there. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode as much as I did. And speaking of school, although I didn't go to med school, I am going to grad school. I announced on my Instagram this past week that I actually will be moving to Washington, D.C. to attend George Washington University for their global MBA program. So, so exciting. It's going to be a crazy next few weeks because I will be moving down there, which is going to be um, interesting to say the least because of coronavirus and the Black Lives Matter protests. But we are still going to make sure we get down there safely and soundly. So I have a bunch of episodes recorded for you guys. So please expect that content. But yeah, it's very exciting for me. I'll be in a new city and I'll have so much more to share when I'm down there. I'm very excited for it. So with that, we're going to get right into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy and I hope you guys have a great week this week. Bye. talking about big chops and she did like mm-hmm. a mini chop it was not anything <laughs> and 
no but you actually now that i'm thinking about it, you actually did it like for real yeah. that must have I been was, scary it was my hair it was just falling well it wasn't falling out but it was just breaking out and like my edges were leaving and all of this like it was just <laughs> it was and i was just like there is nothing left to save like minty if you want to see your hair be healthy again like you got you got to do it you got to do it mm. so i just first i started with the scissors and i just went chop at first like, it was nervous but like first you get sad and then it's just like <laughs> exhilarating you're like yeah yeah, yeah. you're chopping at it <laughs> i looked like i was like like a 35 year old black woman telling you to be quiet at church like that's who <laughs> i looked like <laughs> i'm sitting here in front of minty in my bonnet and pajamas and I have to be fully transparent. The past, the past few episodes, I have not been in my bonnet. Yes, this is the bonnet talks. I have not. I've been bonnet talking. <laughs> I just, I just been talking. I, I have not been bonnet talking. Minty, Minty accepts me for me. We used to study me. biochem together. Guys, Minty With and I my, go. my roughness. <laughs> Minty and I have seen each other at our best and at our worst. Our worst at <laughs> our worst, man. Oh, but with that, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Bonnet Talks with your host Ama Pia. I'm here with my girl, my good sis, Aminta Scott, my friend from UConn, very good friend. Um, I know her from my sorority, Gamma Phi Beta. Yes, Gamma Phi Beta is in my mouth again. I'm always talking <laughs> about the sorority, and I I apologize, <laughs> but. <laughs> I just need to say, honestly, for me, that sorority gave you a lot of incredible people in my life, and I just happened to bring them on the show. So you know what? Just, this is just it. Oh, no, I'm still here. I'm just locking my door. Okay, go. He's <laughs> <laughs> locking your door. I'm screaming. <laughs> me. Because you're going to hear something like coming in like, you want some chicken for dinner? Like, we, we don't need that right now. <laughs> I'm screaming. At, okay. Yes. Yes. No. So, um, Minty and I like have been close friends for now. What? I think two years, two, yes. almost three, three yes. years at this. Yeah. Um, and we met through our sorority and, um, I've, again, I've said, she's seen me at my best and worst. And it's because at the time she met me, there was a lot of stuff going on in my life <laughs> like I think for both of us, there was just so much going on and I'm honestly mm -hmm. so glad that I found you because I felt like I could relate a lot to you and especially you know and I always I don't want I don't want to bring it up but I do bring it up bring it up being in these spaces that are predominantly white it mm -hmm. was very nice to have you so as we always do on the show we talk about a TBT moment a throwback moment and I want to know what is your favorite part or favorite moment of our relationship well, first, before I get to the, my favorite moment, Amma yesterday texted me and she's like, oh, by the way, have your like favorite moment of us ready. I was like, I had it ready from the first episode when you were like, we're going to do these things. I was sitting there like, okay, when Amma asked me, what am I going to say? Like, I've had this plan for weeks. But I'm glad. So now, it's, now it's my time to shine. Um, so there's two because I couldn't pick. So... I'm going to go with the more sentimental one first. Okay. It was big day. It was really oh. like my first interaction with Amma like ever. So for those of you who don't know, big day is like the day where all the sororities, you know, every girl who went through the process finds out what sorority she's in. And then you go to the house and there's like this big party, right? Raw, raw. And like, I'm out here like dancing, I was shaking my thing. And Amma just comes up to me and she was like, I need you to know, like, you're the reason why I joined Gamma Phi. And I was like, I was shooketh because I was like, hold on, I've never talked to this girl before. Like, like we didn't talk during the recruitment process. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw you, and I'm sure you saw me, but, like, that was it. And <laughs> yeah. you're just like, you, you were just so, and I was, like, filled with love. You were like, oh, my gosh, like, you're just so like inspirational and the way that you're like this woman of color and this sorority and the way you like all of this just like love that you shot for me and you didn't even know me and I was like this girl's <laughs> to be my best friend like I just felt it I felt it because the feeling was mutual because I have like so many girls am I allowed to say this I don't really know but so many girls like talked about you during the process and just like Minty like this girl like you need to like she's just like you like just like you wow. and I was like does she look, are you saying like that? Cause she looked like me and that. <laughs> I was like, just make a sure. 
just make let's a short be clear right. let's be clear let's because be clear, everyone. all y'all and we know y'all be doing that sometimes mm-hmm. but no they were like she's just like you so like that was like my first experience with you and i was like oh. this girl is just pure and then <laughs> my other favorite memory was your 21st birthday oh god it was your 21st birthday and i texted you and i was like oh my gosh like ama like you're 21 blah blah and everyone knows ama ama doesn't have time to celebrate any birthday her birthday her 21st birthday (laughs) and i remember you were like well i'm gonna go eat like dinner or something and i was like uh no you're 21 like you have to have a drink so we went to (laughs) grill and cat joined us later but my favorite part about it was the ordering the food process because I've never ate with you. So I remember we were discussing like food and I was like, oh, like you're like, we should get some wings. And I was like, oh yeah, wings sound good. And so, you know, the server came up to us at the bar and she was like, and she asked you, she's like, can I get you anything? You're like, oh, I'll get like, you know, the boneless wing, blah, 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 blah. And then she looked at me and I was like, oh yeah, like that's good. And you were like, you're not going to eat? And I was like, aren't we eating wings? And you were like, I'm eating wings. Are you eating wings? And I was like, oh, I thought we were going to share it. And you were like, no. And I was like, okay, I like this girl. I like this girl. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we also proceeded to get a burger after it, too. So, like, but I was like, oh, this girl's got a stomach. And, like, so do I. But (laughs) your face was just like, are you crazy? Like, did you think we were going to share? (laughs) Wait, I'm screaming. I'm screaming. I can't breathe right now because the thing is, I wish I remember this moment, but the thing is, I just know I would do this. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even act like I wouldn't because I would. This is me, my personality in a nutshell. You could have you could have easily been like this girl, this girl's too much. Like I need to leave because I don't got money in my pockets for separate meals. You could have really easily just dished, but you didn't. <laughs> You're loyal. You are so loyal, Minty. Oh my that's god. Good. That's friendship. That's friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You know what's funny? I actually so when I was thinking about my favorite moments too, I also thought of grill but i don't know if it was okay so we should say grill is this place um this bar i i feel like we're just talking you know because mitzi and i can get carried away grill is this bar at school if you couldn't get the gist obviously but we've clearly been there multiple times um but i think i think we ate there twice i don't know i feel like we or three Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. but there was this one time where um it was it was either raining or snowing something some of the weather I know was exactly really what bad. Day this was yeah oh really okay it was raining that day yeah okay and um I don't know I don't think this was my 21st birthday I think this is a different day but mm-hmm. um I just remember like that meal being like one of the first times like we really opened up to each other mm-hmm. and um I just remember like you were sharing a lot of things when you know about friends and um, the things you're going through with you know, like your major and things like that, and even your family. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there being like, oh my God, like I don't talk about like my personal life that really with people. I, even my closest friends, I just don't, I don't know. But um, cause you know, it's like when you grow up, it's like your parents are like, never show your business with them. <laughs> White folk. <laughs> you know, it's like, sorry to everyone who's listening to this, but that, that's just the truth, honestly. That's how it goes. That's that, what they it's, say. It's just like, don't show your business. If I find out, it's like, you're going to get what? It's no, you just don't do it. So I'm very used to just not even, we're not going to go there. But Mindy was so open. And um, I realized that I could, re- I could relate to you a lot and I could actually share my experiences w- with you. And it was, I just thought it was a big moment for our friendship. It's one that I always remember. I don't know. I just, I just, always- no, I do remember that day. We were, we were heartfelt spilling the love. So we were going it. at it because, because college is a mess, like a complete mess. So we, I think we just needed a moment to like, <laughs> right. And I remember at the end, we were like, where's Emma Skinner? She needed to be here too. Cause I know. Yeah. And then she couldn't come, but. Oh my gosh. Um, Emma too. <sighs> dude, that would have been like a whole, oh, we would have added <laughs> gasoline to the fire to that. Oh my God. <laughs> I want you Minty to talk about yourself. Who are you? What have you been up to? What have you done? Take it away. All right. Well, hello, everyone. I am Aminta Minty Scott. Um, 
I am a 22-year-old black loving woman who is unfortunately in the state of Michigan right now. <laughs> uh, look, the East Coast, I, I, that's, that's, that has to be my home. I need to move there. But I grew up in Michigan, went to UConn, um, got uh, my bachelor's in molecular cell bio, where me and Ama went through it, and she left me, but it's fine. <laughs> I had <laughs> it was I had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> and um so I moved back to Michigan and um the past year I have um been at the University of Michigan getting my masters in physiology which I had just completed um officially last Wednesday I did like my big presentation. Um uh, like what was it like 3 3 weeks ago I think? Like, yeah. Was three, it 3 yeah. weeks ago? I think it was three weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. No, no, no. Two it weeks ago. Like, two weeks ago. Okay. I was like, I feel like that was last week. I, <laughs> I was like, Wait, three I'm like weeks <laughs> yes. Um, Ama had the uh, pleasure of, of seeing my entire year's work put together. But yeah. Um, besides that, um, you know, I'm just on uh, my journey to my career, hopefully to be a doctor. I don't say hopefully it's going to happen. We're going to make it happen. I don't, know, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to make it happen. Um, <laughs> and you know, whatever the Lord has planned for me, like he's going to make it happen. Um, yes. yeah, that's, that's, that's like the gist. I could go on and on and on about my life, but <laughs> I have something that I wanted to touch upon today for sure, because Minty and I really also got to know each other since we were in the same major, um, so molecular and cell biology, or, you know, we were pre-med molecular and cell biology on that track. Um, and we've had some pretty interesting times together. <laughs> um, very, a lot of struggles, um, a lot of laughters, crying while laughing, no sleeping at all, mm -hmm. just sadness. But um, so many tears. one of the, <laughs> so many tears, so many tears. <laughs> but one of the things that I really respect about you is despite all of those struggles and hardships, you still have pushed yourself to achieve your dream of being a doctor. Um, now, like, when did you decide to be a doctor? How did that come about? And why is it something that's so important to you? Um, okay. First time that I, like, had an interest in medicine, or I guess you could, I would say the human body, was 10th grade, first time I took biology. I just loved the class. I'll never forget there was one day I was on my deathbed, and I was like, and I had a uh, biology second hour. And I remember telling my mom, like, just pick me up after second hour. Like I need to be in class just so I can be in biology. I love the class so much. And wow. then senior year, we had classes that were more like career focused. So I took a health occupations class. Um, and that was like, okay, definitely like my pathway is in medicine. I was like, I love learning about the human body. I love it so much, but I also, um, love helping people. I knew I wanted to do something where I could combine the two. Um, and I was like, medicine's perfect. Um, and then, I don't know, uh, the physician pathway, I was just like, you know what, Minty? Like, I think it was kind of just what, like, out of, because there's so many careers within, like, the health field. Mm -hmm. I think, like, for me, what kind of pushed being the doctor was, you know, the whole thing of, like, Black women aren't doctors. And I was like, you know what? Hmm. I can I can apply all of the love and knowledge that I have for this, and I can do the things that people say I can't do. Right. So, um, so like I was like, okay, we aren't pre med. That's something we're gonna do. Um, and then you got a little shaky um, <laughs> because yeah because uh, you know as much as that is a mindset that you want to have to prove others wrong, um, that's not enough to get you through uh, how rigorous uh, that pathway academically is. Mm -hmm. um, so then there's two more moments that really solidified it for me. Uh, the first one was my junior year at Huskython. Um, for uh, those of you who don't know at Huskython, um, um, every hour they have either some of the um, the children or someone related to all of the uh, miracle children speak uh, and share their story. Um, and I would say for the most part, most of them are really uplifting, um, happy, I don't want to say happy endings, but you know, there's been a lot of progress. Um, and one girl, 
man, I wish I remembered her name, but she shared a story um, about how that wasn't the case for everyone and how she lost her younger sister and a whole uh, battle that she had with cancer and everything. Um, And I don't, maybe it was just like the atmosphere of Husky Thon and everything, but I was like, by the end of it, I was just like in tears, but like not in like a sadness type of way because her message wasn't meant to be sad, Mm -hmm. but kind of just like this reminder of like, you know, like this is why you're doing what you're doing because Mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you want to make sure that people don't have to have a story like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then I'm sure we'll probably get more into it later, but then another doubt train came back in and I was very lost and very confused and didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, this, I am so solid now that medicine is what I want to do, but um, my master's program oh. um, just kind of really exposed me to a lot more of like the clinical aspects, but also um, kind of just gave me that confidence and reminder of like who I am, what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, all those doubts that I had of just like, this isn't for me, I can't do this, maybe I should do something elsewise, whatever, A, B, C, D, F, G, but like my journey through my entire master's program definitely was like the bow on the on the box of the present. And I would say like that, that ever since I have completed this program, I'm 110% in. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting to hear you. (laughs) I'm honestly like touched hearing you say that, like you're 110% in. Something I found interesting that you just said earlier was when you wanted to be, like you initially wanted to be a doctor. You said that you, one of the things that drew you to it was the fact that there were a lot of black people, black women in those spaces. So you wanted to say like I can beat the odds and do it right um and I kind of I also relate to that because it's true like we want to see more diversity we want to you know force ourselves to be in these spaces to advocate more right and and to prove people wrong Mm -hmm. but something that I that makes me think about is like did you begin to like rely your or did you how should I put this compare yourself to other people often because you wanted to prove yourself to be able to accomplish being a doctor, if that makes sense. Like I, for example, because of thinking like, okay, well, I want to prove people wrong. I was kind of hinging my success on other people and what other people thought of me, if that makes sense. Do you feel like that kind of happened for you with that thinking? Uh, definitely. Um, you know, with this type of being pre-med and just medicine in general, it's a very competitive aspect um, because at the end of the day, the person next to you is the same person fighting for that seat in med school. Right. Um, and so I think I kind of lost myself for a bit. And it was at one point instead of like, proving to myself that I could do it. I was trying to it switch and I was trying to prove to others that I could. Right. Right. And so um definitely it it was it was rough because then um you know like success to everyone is different. Mm-hmm. Um but when you try to compare your own success to other people's success, then you get really lost. And um I found myself doing that a lot, especially um, with my master's program, um, basically to put it out there for anyone who doesn't know, um, most <laughs> pre-med people go from mm-hmm. undergrad to med school. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do that. And honestly, it was because I was not in a position to go to med school. Um, I not saying I did not work my butt off in undergrad cause I did. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely a lot of different things that I could have done and taken more seriously um, to better prepare me for that point. And it got to the point where it was my senior year, spring semester, and I was like, because I knew I was taking a gap year originally because I knew I just didn't want to go straight to med school. Yeah. But I just remember being like, I am not, I am not where I need to be. This is, this is not good. And I was just completely just like, 
that was like a low point. Like I remember like crying to Emma in the room being like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, do I even want to be a doctor anymore? All of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Went and got some help from some advisors and they pointed me towards getting a master's program or a post back. And that's how I ended up at UMich. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who know UMich, it is a very rigorous school. Um, yeah. it, it, it was, it was, I mean, I don't know if this is just because it's a master's or because UMIS was holding up to its title, probably a mixture of both, but like, this was a hard program. Also, my program was accelerated. So everything that you do in two years, I did Mm -hmm. it in 10 months. Um, Mm. And, you know, that my program was very small, only 30 people. And um, I found myself, you know, trying to like, because we were small, you know, we communicated a lot, but that also meant we communicated our success, our failures, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'd be like, I'd take an exam that I studied for super duper hard and I would get like, let's say like a 92. And yeah. I, for me, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, 92, like I did well, like blah, blah, blah. Whereas there's other kids in my program who are used to just getting solid A's. And so they would be like, why did I get like two points off? Like I should have gotten a hundred. Yeah. And and then, so then I would hear that and be like, wow. Okay. Minty, like you're 92. Like really like, imagine if they got a 92, they'd be like unbelievable, like, like disappointed and whatnot. Right. And then it started happening so much that um, I, I kind of like was really as, <laughs> as uh, Megan put it, that imposter syndrome, if anyone hasn't listened to the episode, that is oh, you. You have to listen to it. it's life changing. Meg anyway. O'Neill, Meg O'Neill yes. with the facts, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that really like fed into the imposter syndrome, and I was sitting here thinking like, okay, like, like these are the people I'm competing with. They're doing this well. Like I'm doing less well, <laughs> and like it really ate at me. There were, there were so many nights that I just like was ready to give up. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to figure out a different career path. Like, this is not for me. I'm not doing this. Um, but then, you know, I had some discussions with different advisors and whatnot. And they were like, yo, like, this is not about everyone else. This is about you. Right. Like, this is about the growth that you have had, the change that you had. Like, you did this to prove to your med schools that, hey, like, I can grow from my undergrad. I can do things differently, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And so I had to like take a step back and be like, okay, Minty, like let's look at the progress you've made since undergrad. Mm -hmm. Um, And like incredible, like uh, what you call it? My senior year, I had uh, um, Dr. Bruno for uh, my cancer research. I liked her. I Okay, so I love, I love, okay, so backstory again for <laughs> Minty and I are in our own like little world right now. Backstory for anyone listening Dr. Bruno is an incredible biochemistry teacher at um, University of Connecticut. But to us, she's incredible. To a lot of people, she might be like the worst ever <laughs> because she's so hard. Her she, class, no jokes. No yeah. jokes, man. She's a little woman with a lot of gusto. She is just feisty and she's incredibly smart so smart i want to be her but she is yeah and you took her cancer biology class you said right in your year so i took that so i took her i took biochemistry with her fall semester with you yeah and then i did the cancer research biology class with her in spring semester and that class was so significant to me because it was really my first experience of scientific writing um which is very different than creative writing. Um, And she tore my papers apart. Oh, yeah. Tore them apart. (laughs) And the the reason why I mention that is because when I talk about growth, at the end of my program, I had to retake biochemistry um, for my master's. um, Mm -hmm. And I aced her. Never in a million years did I think that I would, but, like, I got an A in the class. And so, like, I was, like, I remember, like, I cried when I got that grade because that class, like, it was, it was, it was, it was tough. It was really, really tough. And then going from writing a five page scientific paper from Dr. Bruno and her tearing it up to writing a 20 plus page on my capstone about preeclampsia, like Mm -hmm. the, 
like if you would have told me that in the beginning of when I started my master's program, I would have been like never in a million years. Like I knew that's what I was there for, but like right. I didn't even have that much faith in my academic capabilities. Um, mm. So like once I realized like Minty, we're not looking at how you did compared to others. We're looking at how you grew. Um, that's when, like I said, like click, like, I want to do this. I want to be a physician came back in because I was like, yeah, Minty, you can do this. Like, yeah, you might not be getting four O's like everyone else. Oh, I'm saying, but like a lot of people, <laughs> but like, yeah. like that, not every physician out there has a four O and you know, and when you have passion, you have a drive, like it's, it's going to happen. It's going to, it's going to make its way work. So I love that you said, because I, something I've realized too is that when you actually get tangible results of things for things that you want, the goals that you have, it just motivates you to do more and it reminds you of why you want to do something. So the fact that like you were seeing the results from the work you're putting in, it must have it motivated you so much, huh? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Especially because I think the funny part about it is last May. Yeah, last May. So senior, senior year, May. Yeah. No, I no idea what I was doing. Oh yeah. I, I did, no Michigan. No, so yeah. I had no. Idea. I was like, okay, I'm not going to med school. Here's a gap year. But like, do I even want to go to med school? Like, I haven't applied for any jobs. Like, I was clueless, and I was just a, a girl with her luggage going back to Michigan. Yeah. And you know, um, like I said, the Lord has a weird way of just make not a weird way, fantastic way of making everything work. <laughs> Yeah. And, and like, I somehow ended up at UMich with my master's and now I'm graduated. Like I, I had no one, like he knew what he was doing. He had the whole plan and, you know, like there are so many benefits from that. And so like, you know, I have some people who are like, well, you know, you like most people go straight into med school. Well, like, yeah, most people do. I'm not most people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I made some mistakes, but like, what I've learned and what I've gained from this experience, like I needed, and there's nothing wrong. Like if I go to med school at the age of 22 versus at the ages of whatever, 23, 24, whatever, even people who go when they're 27, 20, like it's not making that much of a difference. And honestly, right. when you go in later on, you know, you carry more experience with yourself anyway, but like, right. like there's no right or wrong way to do things. And I, and you know, that's, that's been like a hard situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now I'm except I I will look I will flat fly my master's degree around everywhere and be like hi yes, <laughs> hi I did that hi I'm into Scott I'm into Scott MS <laughs> right MS no longer stands for Minty Scott honey it don't it stands for masters in science masters so. in science <laughs> yes MS MS oh girl wow so wow. I just yeah so you know it's been it's been a incredible. I mean, um, it's been, I cried, like, I think second semester, I cried almost every single day. So, like, definitely, like, really ripped me a new one. But, like, looking back at it, I needed it. No, but you know what the thing is? Everyone is always, like, and and we heard this in, like, as pre-med students, everyone's always, like, you have to go right after school. I honestly think you should not. That shouldn't even, I think... You should have at least a year because the thing is, I'm thinking about me at the end of senior year last year, right? Who, me then versus me now, now? very different. And I don't know how, and a lot of people are like this. How would you handle, if you don't really know yourself, if you're not strong in yourself, how can you handle the the curriculum in med Mm -hmm. school? Like that, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why there's so many issues because you already come from this culture, especially if you come from, I mean, let's say you Michigan, like let's, you know, it seems like an, a competitive environment in general. I don't know how it is for undergrad, but it just seems like it's very competitive. UConn was very competitive. So if you are someone who like berates yourself and you are, you're beating yourself up for, you know, comparing yourself to other people and you go to med school, like how is that really going to work? You know, I just feel like, at, I mean, for me, I started UConn when I was 17. And I graduated at 21. Do you really know yourself at age 21 for you to be studying to take care of other people? (laughs) Let's be real here. I mean, there's some people, look, to the people out there who do it, like all credit to you. And people do. People have done it for years. Yeah. But like, I, you know, first of all, 
I am, I'm taking a gap year. This is my gap year because I decided not to take one. I just jumped right back into my master's. This is going to be my first year in my life without school. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to just breathe, yeah. you know, and to like live a life, you know, have a job, gain some experience, like actually be an adult. Because let's be honest, when you're in school, you don't get to be an adult. But like it, it, it's it's an adult life, but like you know, it's everything fixed, is kind of yeah. like provided. It's fit, yeah. Right. It's fit, yeah, yeah. And I am terrified to step out into this world, especially now that Corona wanted to really mm. hurt me in the job market. But like, <laughs> like I said, I didn't know about you, Mish, so I know I'm gonna be fine. Something's gonna happen for me. But like, right. like I feel like it's that safety. So like, imagine going being in school all your life and then you you graduate from med school and then yes. you just kind of shove you up. like you really have been restricted from that that and my personal opinion when you do med school the minute you jump in uh you sign your life away and that you mm-hmm. have committed yourself to the career mm-hmm. not that that's a problem but i want to have fun like maybe <laughs> one or two years like just yeah. one or two just a little bit just before, a little you know a little something like, like just just let me nibble let me dip my feet in the water just a little, a little bit a little niblet like a, a little, little, <laughs> little piece of cheese like a little bit that's all I, that's all i want <laughs> and so like so like that's like i was just like i'm not you know for some people like i said that's what they want to do that's what they want to do and i give you all the props because if you did it that means you did it the right way you didn't mess around undergrad but i did my bad i went to huskies a little bit too much but <laughs> <laughs> but i just like I'm not, I'm not in a rush to get to my future. Mm. There's, there's no need to like, mm-hmm. like we are so, so young. And I think that's the one thing in the world is just like, you need to figure out what you're doing. And I'm like, you, we graduate when we're 21 and 22. Like, right. think about that. When yeah. you're 21 and 22 years old, the world expects you to figure out everything you're supposed to do. Right. Like, why? How? That doesn't make any sense. We are mm-hmm. so, so, so young. And so. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so there's so much judgment too when you don't, especially mm-hmm. you'd be surprised from our own peers about mm-hmm. whether or not you did. Your something. own peers are sometimes the most mean people too. They just they most really problematic crack people ever. <laughs> yeah. Prob- yeah. Right. Like it, it just makes me wonder. I'm like, so why can't you worry about yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone everyone's on their own journey, and I, I just yeah. think that if and I think about me too, like I worked this past year i did a, i did a gap year um i can like say by the time this episode is out i ha- would have announced that i am going to grad school and um so yes yes i am i that's my mini announcement on the pod we'll explain more later but um I, without this year, I wouldn't have gone into grad school knowing myself at all or knowing what I wanted to do at all. Because I think we need those moments to breathe. I think even though your master's program was an accelerated program, it was crazy, you know, it was hard, but it taught you a lot in terms of like yourself and what you want to do and gave you that reassurance. Same thing with me where it's like, I didn't, I wasn't in a program, but I worked a job where it's completely new for me. I was uncomfortable because again, as I mentioned, if you, if you're new to the podcast, I work in fashion merchandising. I majored in biology. So imagine the transition. <laughs> it's like one plus one equals three. Like it just does not make sense. <laughs> right. So imagine right. the learning curve. So I, I think of that where it's like, you know, you had a very difficult program, but I also had that difficult learning curve. But it's in those moments where you grow the most, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're doing something that is unconventional, something that is different from everyone else. And yeah, it's stressful when you're going through that, right? Because you're thinking about, well, I'm am I letting people down? Like, am I letting my friends down? I'm seeing everyone else else is doing this. I'm struggling. And it feels like I'm just trying to keep up. I've talked to people who have gone straight in and people who have waited at least a year. And I find that a lot of the people who went straight in said they wish they took a gap year or something or did some work um, instead. 
Yeah. It's just like, it's very, it's very interesting to see. I mentioned like, you know, the judgment from our peers and everything. Cause personally, I think that that's where I've seen the most judgment, unfortunately, but I'm wondering what was it like having to have this, this, this discussion with your parents too? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> we laugh. she, but, laughs. she laughs adjusting my glasses here um for those <laughs> of you uh who who know honestly i'm my, like all of my family is you know a part of my success um academically but for this part i'm just going to talk about my father my father is my school buddy like mm. uh my you, know, dad's you have yeah you have different things that you are really passionate about with your parents but like differently me and my dad like our big our big thing was school um my dad was no jokes when it came to school um and basically he was he was the uh a's and no exception type of dad um to the point where like at first school well i don't want to say at first because it it kind of still carried on but like Mm -hmm the you know getting the b plus on your exam back and you're like freaking out because you explained to your father why you got an 89 and not a 90 or dude someone many- else in the class get 100 because if yes. they got 100 why didn't you get 100 type yes of thing. yep yep so um you know he was um he was he was tough but i because he was tough on me it kind of carried on throughout college so that I didn't need him, you know, to have to, to keep that same motive. Like I had that on myself. Right. You didn't need that reminder from him. Right. Right. However, um, you know, having that type of, uh, I don't know what the right word is for it. I guess being that, I guess just being that rigorous on yourself, uh, really ate at my mental health because, mm. uh, the thing is, I'm sure everyone can speak on it. High school is not like college. You know, high school, you could have had that 4.5 GPA and then all the things and then go to college and you can't get above like a 3.0. You know, it's yeah. it's yeah. very difficult. Very, and, and it's just the fact that, you know, no matter how many hours you put in, like sometimes it's you give your all. And um, it was a lot. And I think especially because I was out of state he didn't get to see that part of me so it was more easy to be like why aren't you doing this when I'm like I'm at home or be every single day living and breathing and crying like I am I am doing this I'm trying my hardest um and so um you know it's it was rough and so my dad is very very supportive of Mm. of me wanting to become a doctor sure any poor any any parents would Mm -hmm. um but uh, the first, the first big one was my sophomore year of explaining um, to my family that I'd be taking a gap year. Oh, and, oh girl! Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. like we said, gap gap years are becoming more common. But um, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of parents don't know about gap year. You know, it's mm-hmm. just you go to undergrad, you go to med school, you become a doctor, um, and that was very that was a rough conversation because the fear was. If I took a gap year, I would stray from my course. Right. And quit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got that. Too. Which I understand why. But also, the thing is, like, gap years aren't you just sitting on your butt with your legs crossed watching TV. Like, mm-hmm. for your gap year, your med schools are going to ask you, okay, what did you do to better your application? And if you don't have a good answer, they're going to crumble up your paper, your application, and toss it out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first one. And then the second conversation was um, at my downfall, the end of my senior year, when I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I did know at that point I was very, very, very passionate. Um, it was seniors fall that I became very passionate about racial disparities mm. um, in medicine, specifically in women's health. And I remember talking to Emma Skinner. The reason I bring up Emma, she's just my roommate. But I was talking to Emma and I was like, Emma, like this, this topic is like itching at me. Like, like I know that I need to do something in the future that like really changes this because like I was so unaware um, because, you know, they don't really teach that 
in your education. I had to go take a specific sociology class about race and gender to even learn about that. Which is insane um, to me. Right. But uh, I, once I found out about it, I was like, I'm, I, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And then it spoke to me and I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to become a doctor. Maybe I want to have a more PhD route and oh. like focus on the research. And like, maybe I want to, you know, go change my route from medicine to public health. Mm-hmm. And so I expressed that with my parents and that was, um, it was, it, that was a rough conversation. Wait, that's actually was, really interesting. Sorry, continue. Oh, no, 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 you're good. Um, yeah, it was just the, the title that comes with being a doctor, um. I think is something that is being held on to. Um, mm. But that is because the reputation, right? But also, like you know, my family. Uh, uh, there's there is some education in my family. I'm not a first generation, but there's not a lot of education. And mm-hmm. I think it was that whole pride thing of like from the get go, yep. she's going to be a doctor. She's going to be a doctor. She's going to be a doctor. Right. And that PhD public school, like public health, doesn't exactly equate to being a doctor but also in a way the money that comes with it but not in a way that we're chasing what that here is this black woman in our family who's going to uplift us and you know bring all of this to her children and grandchildren and all of that so that was rough but at that point I was kind of just like well here's the thing is like if you don't want to be a doctor you're not like it's med school is going to be so difficult. For, like everyone always tells you, like don't chase things. Right. You're going to have such a difficult time doing it. Yeah. So I was still on the fence, not really sure what I wanted to do, and then, um, and then, <laughs> and then right at the point um, where I decided I was going to apply for all these masters, post back programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to tell my dad, like, look, we're gonna we're gonna do things my way. Um, oh, he, <laughs> your way, right? We're gonna do things. Look, I, that was that was like wow. a, while I'm like patting him and like feeding him <laughs> chocolate, like father. <laughs> my way, my way. Oh, have another grape. Oh, right, right, right. My mom always tells me she's like, don't act like these Disney Channel kids. Like, don't talk to me like that. So this was <laughs> not in a Disney Channel manner. Um, but, um, you know, he really, uh, like my, uh, him and my stepmom were like, we've done some research and, oh. you know, we really uh, think you should go to med school in the Caribbean. Oh. Um, and I was like, uh, and I don't, I don't want to, how do I put this politely? Because I do not want, look at the end of the day, they make this joke that like, you know, what do you call the person who graduated last in like your medical school class? Mm-hmm. A doctor. At the end of the day, everyone's a doctor. So whether you go to Caribbean school or you go to Harvard or you go to anywhere, like at the end of the day, everyone becomes a doctor. Right. But how did I put this? The, like I said, I was not in a position where I would have done well in the application process at the end of my senior year. Okay. Based on my GPA. Mm-hmm. I was above average for the school that was listed so I was just like I like yes this is an option this is a pathway that I could take that could really just be easy uh, but I I know I can do better like you I want to challenge I, yourself I, right exactly I was like I'm yeah. better than this and like like I want to prove to myself that like you know I can make up for all the mistakes that I made um because uh you know, my dad did call me out. He freshman, sophomore year, junior. He's like, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. He didn't, I don't know if he really knew the right way to do it, but he knew I wasn't doing it right. And come yeah. the end of my senior year, I was like, I wasn't doing it right. Doing it right. <laughs> right. But I wanted to prove to my, I was like, I don't need this, this easy way out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to work hard. And I was like, let me, let me do these, like, let me do this program. Like, yeah. Let me do it. Let me take it. It's going, I was like, if anything it's beneficial, cause I'll have a master's at the end of it. But like, let me try this route and then apply to to other schools because I, you know, I, 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 I don't want to just lower my standards because right. of my mistakes. You know, if right. I made a mistake, I need to work hard to fix them and right. change them. Correct them. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So how, 
how do they feel now with your master's? Like seeing you complete the program, how do they right. feel? Well, well, oh first, it was, I didn't realize how rigorous this program was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that I could do both school and some clinical hours because I needed some. Realized I couldn't do both. And so I had to take another year <laughs> to do clinical hours. So oh, the first conversation God. was, yo, um, we're going to add one more gap year. <laughs> ah! Oh, no. I oh. mean, he, like, for a whole entire ma- week made, like, made jokes, like, called me, like, gap year child and all that. I was like, oh, <laughs> what? Chill, chill, homie, chill. But um, so that that was a little, you know, he got a little shaky there, and I was like, I promise you, like, like it's 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 what I need to like. I'm I'm doing what I need to do to get to right, where I need to be right. because you know, first of all, applying to med school is expensive. It is mm-hmm, expensive. Mm-hmm. So you want to do it once and do it the right way, and. I know that to be the strongest applicant that I can be, I needed that one more year. So there's that, but um, it is it is very comforting to see they are they got to watch um, they got a chance to watch my presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll briefly say what the presentation is for everyone, but basically, I did my research capstone, so like my overall research thing for the entire year on um, preeclampsia, which is a a pregnancy condition, but basically how um, maternal stress can induce potential epigenetic changes to the placental genome, increasing risk of preeclampsia. Probably most of you have no idea what I just said, but (laughs) uh, it was, it was really because they got to watch it and see my own growth. Um, and to hear that like it was like all of all of our little arguments and disagreements paid off because they were like we are so 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 incredibly proud of you mm. like like because I've also have never been able to present anything like that to them to like show them the progress of right. like, my academic achievements and yeah. so like I, like they they just loved it my mom was in tears like she called me and she was like I am so proud of you like look at you do this and blah blah blah. and they've even said that they've seen the growth um and just not even my academic abilities but just how I am as a woman in general since I joined this program so it definitely my advice to people is you know when you're ready to be an adult be one to your parents, politely respect them. They are your mother and your father. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the when you're really passionate about something, like you want it more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And you know the best way to get there. And you know what's best for you, despite what's out there and what Google says and what, I was going to say Fox News. We don't watch them. What no, MSNBC? We don't, we, don't we don't. We don't. I don't know why it was the first one that came out my mouth. But all of these, <laughs> <laughs> whatever's out there, is still like this is how you should do it, even right. if it's coming from your parents' mouth. Because at the end of the day, they just want what's best for you, and you have to realize right. that they just love you and want what's best. But you know yourself best, um, and it's challenging because they've been holding your hand the entire way, and sometimes you gotta let go yeah. and be like trust me in this process um and you know it's it's working it's working we're still not there <laughs> but <laughs> to be clear we get closer and closer and closer if anyone knows of any jobs that want to hire right now <laughs> clinical research because corona really her bu- her business email will be in the podcast description thank you thank you Please thank send you an email for yes. further information let me know if you want my resume cv letter i got you <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you know what? You know what? Plug yeah, plug that in there. But I think the thing is, I think as you as you said, I love what you said that they just want the best for you. Your parents just want the best for you. And the thing is that, at least for I from my experience with African parents, right? For in their mind, it's like okay, the you have you can be four things. Um, doctor, lawyer, engineer, or like sent back home disowned. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> like no, there's no other option. There is literally no. Other. So you need to. What I found is that 
if that's not your your passion or that's not your journey, right? I think being able to show them and giving them that tangible um, result is so important because that's how you begin to change perspectives. And that could be applied mm-hmm. to anything. Even if we talk about Black Lives Matter, for example, being able to show the experiences, talk about these things, yep. it changes people's perspectives. Why? Because you're bringing it down to a personal level. They right. see it. Now. Exactly. Exactly. For them, see, those those things are put on a pedestal. Why? Because of culture. The fact that you stood up for yourself just a little bit and said, even though, yes, I've made X, Y, and Z mistakes, I still have faith in me. And I know that this is something that I will try. If I fail at it, that's okay. I'm just going to keep going. At least I know that didn't work out. What's the next thing? And I think that's so admirable. And I think it's something that we should all really think about more often. You know? Agreed. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, it was, it was, you know that that little speech you practice like in your room before you want to talk to your parents about something you did. Like I, I gave, <laughs> I had this speech practice so many times. But right. yeah, it's um, it's nice, and especially because now that that's happened, it's more of like the the trust of my next journeys. They're they're more instead of being like, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Have you looked into this? Now right. they're like tell me what you're doing next. Tell me what you're doing this. How is this working? And, and it's, it's, it's nice because now that that trust is there there. And, and I get why, because, you know, he wasn't the happiest because thankfully my father paid for a good chunk of my undergraduate uh, Mm -hmm. education. So me, I don't say wasting it because I didn't waste it, but Mm -hmm. me not doing what I should have done kind of is why he he gave so much say in it because he was like here I am trying to fund you for your school and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing you know he's not getting the return on investment that he thinks that he's putting in exactly right and so I think also a big part was like the masters he was like that's coming out your pocket so I was like oh okay okay (laughs) time to settle down right I was like okay Minty this is your money this This is your money (laughs) Mitty, these are your dollars. Don't be right. your dollars. Well, here, this is what I will say. And if anyone from my <laughs> master's program is listening to this podcast, uh, I used to think, I was like, man, if this is my money, I would never miss class. Uh, <laughs> I was queen of, is it recorded? Like, we the people, like, I will never forget. There was one time I actually did go to my, it was, like, I don't know if it was 8 a.m. or 9, 9 a.m. class, but I did go. And the professor there made a joke because he was having his lecture recorded and there were some technical difficulties and a girl caught it out, like saw the mistake. And she was like, oh, like you got to fix this. And he was like, oh, well, you can give a shout out to any of your friends, you know, who are sleeping in bed. And that day I was there, but I heard like all my friends be like, Minty. And I was like, oh. I'm here today, guys. And they were like, what? <laughs> but like, that was just rare. Like that was just my luck because the odds I was in my bed were high, but yeah. I was not, I was just like, yeah, if it's my money, I'm not gonna I just I, I just snoozed it and kept going. I was like, it's my money. It'd be like that. <laughs> It'd be like that. Sometimes you just gotta it depends on the day. Sometimes it's, it's okay. those early mornings, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it one day. Once the day I get into med school, like my white coat ceremony is gonna be an emotional day because like I said, this journey, I instead of going A to B to C, I went A B C back to A. To jump to numbers and shapes that day (laughs) that day is really gonna be emotional because at that point like then I'm like okay now I know I got it now I have to finish right and then the day that it's all done and golden man I just you know I dream about that day um but just more in like a now like I can't wait to be done but like you know it's like it's like when you're young and you like thought about college and then like the first day like you're at school and you're like wow like I actually hear I actually did it same with like graduating like we all knew it was happening but the day we did it we were like wow we actually did it and so like that day is gonna come and I'm just be like I did it I did it did it I did it and I have I have zero worry that it's not gonna happen it's more just so when it's gonna happen, but right. you know everything works on the Lord's time. So what? If he wants Whatever to it is, that up as soon as you know. <laughs> like, 
but you know yeah it's gonna happen i don't because i so much has been i've been blessed with so many things in my educational journey that like because i was i was always worried i was like am i doing the right thing like is is this what i was put on this right like was i put on this earth to do this right that's always the worry right but i think that you know besides like the itch in me to like get get down and dirty and to like actually do this and like study and love this subject it's just the way that things have been lined up for me and the people that i've met and the experiences that i've had like let's let's be honest uh my educational journey a lot of it is because of you because it wasn't into like i remember coming yeah me? you yeah because <laughs> I'm, I, like, I'm like wait <laughs> i'm like wait why are we talking about me your face just fell <laughs> confusion you were like what no like i remember because oh. we didn't really start oh, i'm trying to think did we did we have classes our junior year together or was it just our senior year we had bio biochem Oh no. We had biochem I, and then Oh no 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 no. I had biochem my and you know. Oh no, you didn't have biochem. No, we didn't have biochem together. We had we immuno. had immuno together. Yeah. We didn't have okay. anything before that? I'm surprised. I guess Sorry. not. But I just remember coming to you for like like school advice. And just like I don't know why I ever thought that like bees were okay. Like I know why, because I was like, okay, Minji, your mental health comes first. Like whatever you get yeah. is your best mm-hmm. and like bees are okay but then like you kind of reminded me like yo minty like why like why are you settling for like you can you and like just but, like the way that you like i don't know like when i would like study and be like oh, i'm like i'm not getting it. you would sit down with me and be patient and be like all right minty like, let's figure out like this like you and your mm-hmm. checklist i'll never forget you'd be like okay make a checklist of all the subjects that you like didn't get right and then you're gonna go over all of them but like just like the way that you worked with me was kind of like this reminder of like okay minty like like yeah like ama has faith in you like why don't you have enough faith in yourself mm-hmm. and that's like you you are like the little you were like the push that I needed. So yeah, yeah. So definitely I give you like I truly give you some some credit. There are three people, three friends that I've had in my life that have helped me in my educational journey. You, Emma Skinner, and Jess Moran. You three are like <laughs> that have like when on the days where I'm like, I can't do it, I quit. You guys are like, us, uh, can you wipe your tears and stop? I'm like, like skirt, okay. skirt, like let's shut up. <laughs> stop whining oh i'm screaming no and i think it it's you saying that also you know reminds everyone of the fact that i always say on the show you really have to be careful with who you surround yourself with because yeah it really Mm -hmm. it i I cannot say this enough like it infiltrates everything like the fact i would prefer someone just tell me give me that one statement of like you can do it you could do better Cause sometimes yeah. honestly, like we ignore signals on our own. Like sometimes we know like this isn't good. Like we're not supposed to be doing this. And it's like, why? It's like, it's like with men. <laughs> it's like with men. Girl, I was, I was thinking it. I was like, she's going to say it. <laughs> it's, like with, it's like with relationships. It's like, this is not, this is not it. He's not it. She's not it. This is not where, nope. But we're going to go with it anyway. Hey, hey! <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you need your squad to be like, girl stop it yeah who, who are you right exactly you're that bitch why are you <laughs> why are you doing all of x y and z when you know that's not the right thing the red flags are all there you know you mm-hmm. and sometimes you just need someone else to that sounds too to familiar <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh, uh <clears throat> close to home it's close to home. <laughs> um but you know, like sometimes we need someone else to look at us and say, "Hey, you can do it. I can see you. Start to see yourself." I also want to point this out too, because Minty and I kind of have different stories in the sense of we both started out as pre-med and I chose a different route, but she stayed. And I think there's strength in also saying, "I know this is not for me. Yeah. I visualize myself elsewhere, and I will put faith in myself to get there." And I will spend my time as much as maybe people don't believe in me now, but I will get there. Right. And I'll, I'll show them and build that trust that you also built with your parents when you did the master's program, you did all this stuff. So, um, and 
it's something that it's very hard to admit. You, know, you feel like you, you're giving up, but at the end of the day, it's not, you're not giving up. You're giving, you're giving more to yourself. You're investing Agreed. yourself. You're saying like, I can do this. This isn't for me. There's strength in like saying that you are aware of what works and what doesn't work for you. Okay. So based on that, what can we do next? Are you open right. to exploring that? Is it scary? Yes. Is that going to prevent you from doing what you need to do? No. Um, right. And that's something that I, I've learned in the past year too. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that this going directly into med school is not for me and that's okay. So let's try this other thing. I think there's such immense strength in doing that. And I, I realized that that was an asset rather than a weakness very late mm -hmm. later on. Um, you know, cause you go through and, you're, and again, you're so concerned about what everyone else is thinking or what, what's the right path. There is no right path. And it's, it's, no so, such thing as it's right path. so simple to think, right? You think like you would think that, oh yeah, you, you should know that, but you'd be surprised at how much you forget that little part. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, like think about how many, I guess, I mean, parents or like older people who have jobs that are nothing related to what they got their degree in because mm -hmm. it was oh my God. after they graduated where they realized this is not what I want to do. Like this is, this is not where I can like, you know, have the greatest potential of using my gifts. Like I, I have, I can contribute more elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with just being like, okay, you know what? I tried this. It's not working. I'm going to go elsewhere. There's, there's nothing, there's and nothing you wrong. Go as many elsewheres as you can until you figure out what works best for you, because you truly will not be happy if you settle for something that you're mm -hmm. not passionate about. It's, it's, it's a very, very complex thing, all of it. But um, I want to thank you for coming on the show to share your story. I think you had such great insight and advice to provide. Um, Minty, you always inspire me. Um, and I'm so lucky to have you as a friend and I'm just so glad that I've, you've seen me grow and I'm so lucky that I got to see you grow. Um, and like, we can help each other just be the best versions of ourselves. And I'm so, Absolutely. I'm so grateful and thankful for those kinds of friendships. Cause that's, what's important at the end of the day. So I agree. I agree. Oh, I love you so much. Give me five bit. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Minty. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye, sweetie.